This is a podcast of the Nuffield Department of Medicine. From his research centre in Bangkok, Dr. Daniel Paris tells us about the challenges posed by rickettsia to rural populations in Southeast Asia. Hello, Daniel. Hi, Karen. What are rickettsia? So rickettsia are bacteria. They're gram-negative obligate intracellular bacteria, and they live within cells. They can't live outside cells. And they make um, a disease called typhus, and there's many different forms. But the interesting thing about these bacteria is that they're transmitted by different vectors. So they're transmitted by ticks, lice, fleas, chigger mites, all these small little entomological creatures. That makes it extremely interesting. Can you give us an example? Well, one example, I mean, probably the most important one for us here in the tropics is scrub typhus. So scrub typhus is transmitted by a bacterium called Orientia tsutsukamushi. So it's a Japanese name. Um, very difficult to pronounce first time, probably. But um, it's extremely common and it's uh, extremely interesting. It's, uh, it makes a disease which basically affects your whole blood vessel system, but particularly the brain and the lung. And it causes a great burden of disease in the region here. It's transmitted by mites, by the smallest vectors of all the rickettsia. What challenges do rickettsia pose to rural populations in Southeast Asia? Well, the thing is that rickettsial illness has only been discovered quite recently. Uh, it's about over 10 years to be an extremely important cause of fever and disease here in, in Asia. And it's probably almost 30% of fevers diagnosed here are attributable to rickettsial illness. That's a huge number, that's like 3 out of 10. And it's probably the most underdiagnosed, underreported febrile illness, which is treatable, which is preventable in the world at present. And that makes it a huge challenge. It's not necessarily a big killer. The, the, the death rates are about between 5 and 10%. And they're largely due to problems of diagnosis. So people, doctors, can't make the actual diagnosis uh, and know that they're actually dealing with typhus. What are the most important lines of research that have developed here in the last five, ten years in this disease? Diagnostics, because we, I mean, diagnostics are always based on the immune response of a person. So you, you, you look for antibodies against the rickettsia in the blood of people. And, and this is the gold standard way of making this diagnosis. But this is quite difficult. It costs a lot. You have a lot of expertise necessary. You need a good lab. And you also need, you know, microscopes and reagents for this. So we've been trying to focus on making rapid diagnosis cheap and easy using small rapid tests or now increasingly using DNA detection tests which enable to make the diagnosis earlier. The, the second really important thing is to design a vaccine or any sort of preventable or preventive measure um, to control the disease because it's endemic which means the disease has been here for a long time and people keep on getting ill uh, with typhus. They don't build up a memory immune response, so they keep getting ill. So we need to understand these issues before we can move on to design a vaccine. Why is your research important? Why should we put money into it? Well, firstly, it's, it's probably the most common cause of illness or cause of fever in, in Asia, in this region at the moment. And, I mean, that alone, you know, together, with it being treatable and as such preventable makes a huge case, you know. I think, I think 
just investing in training doctors, study nurses, making better diagnostics will, will, will reduce the disease burden enormously and have a huge impact here. And then obviously will impact economics and all the country associated political issues as well. How does your research fit into translational medicine within the department? Well, all the research I've been involved in so far, and I say this as a clinical doctor, I'm actually a physician, I uh, did my PhD just a couple of years ago, and um, all this work comes from the patient. It comes from a day-to-day -day setting, the clinical setting in the hospital, and all the research questions we address are actually derived from problems which we encounter while you know, treating patients. And these problems obviously focus on diagnostics again, on preventive measures like developing a vaccine, but also, and this is really important, on describing the variety of different strains of rickettsia in the area, because we need to know and characterize these rickettsia so we can then, you know, adapt the diagnostic measures and the future vaccine candidates to cover all these organisms. Are there any specific challenges to working in an overseas environment? Yes, there are actually quite a few. Um, obviously, you know, working here um, in an area where the, the language is totally different, um, obviously language barrier is a big issue. It's very important to show respect, even if other people have made a mistake, to not point fingers at them and to, and to, to maintain a low profile oneself. But then there's other issues like temperature. Right, it's really warm, like right now it's the warmest time of the year. We had 42 degrees just a couple of days ago. So you have all these, these many little setbacks. Uh, they all add up. But it's part of the game and it's fun.